Hey guys, Alex again. So, a couple minutes ago, I tried, you know, making a commentary around the various fan characters we have on our site. I am not very good at making opinions, so that idea has kind of been trashed. Instead, I've decided, you know, I'll go more in depth about my fan character, Alex, rather than other people's. So... As you know, I have a topic up called The Evolution of a Devil Echidna, which is basically, you know, where I came up with Alex. To me, that was very basic. I didn't really go in depth on it. So I think that doing a podcast about it will probably give you more depth about what I was trying to go for when I made Alex. And also, you know, I think it expresses my feelings more. It's better to hear someone talk about it than actually read it. So, here we go, I'll give it a shot. So, as you all know from my last show, you now know, you, you know how I got into Sonic. You know, the whole Sega Genesis thing. So, this was around 2000. So, you know. I am, I guess I'm known for my, my so-called artwork. And... I've been drawing for a long time, ever since I could, you know, pick up a pencil. So, I'm not, I don't think I'm very good. I really don't. But, you know, everyone else insists. So, I came up with Alex, you know, solely because of what, something my mom suggested. When I was drawing Sonic, I was strictly drawing the original characters, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, etc. And, you know, I didn't like the idea of making my own, mostly because I was afraid to experiment. I drew original characters because I felt comfortable with them. I knew what they looked like. I knew I wouldn't make a mistake on them. And when I thought of doing a fan character, I, I just thought I would mess up. I would mess up really bad, and then, you know, my life would be over. Remember, I was a little kid, so a little melodramatic. So, when my mom suggested it, I, I didn't necessarily go with the idea. I thought it was kind of funny. I, I didn't think I could make a fan character. You know, I thought it was something totally special that, you know, it required creativity to do. Um, so, I don't know what came over me one day, and I just decided, you know, okay, I'll try. I'll give it a shot. So, I had come up with, well, for starters, I had to pick the species that I liked. So, I had chosen a cat. At the time, Blaze wasn't a character. So, from what I knew, there were no cat characters, so I figured that was pretty special. So, I'd got to work. It was pretty hard my first time, I admit. It was hard. So, at this point, I could probably draw a little bit better. I was still very, you know, not like I was today. I think my characters were like tiny head, really thin torso, and then these long legs. It was, it was weird. It was pretty weird. But anyway, I came up with this cat character. Now, as for colors and design, she wasn't very, you know, she wasn't special. I mean, 
she was a prototype. She wasn't like, she's not like something that I hold dearly. She didn't even have a name, as far as I know. So I've I only refer to her as Alex's prototype or Lexi the cat. I mean, I don't. Ha I never, I never went in depth with her. But for her colors, I picked pink and blue, mostly because you know. I mean, I, I kind of had, like, this cotton candy color palette going on. So I had, like, these these bright colors, you know, almost sort of pop star-ish, which wasn't what she was supposed to be. I'm not really sure what she was supposed to be because, you know, I kind of scrapped her almost immediately. So I can't find the original sketch, but I do have one that I did, I think I redrew it back it, it's probably in that topic so you can check it out but I also put how I might have drawn the prototype so I kind of I kind of found some old art and I looked at it and you know using my stuff my my faking abilities nowadays I was able to kind of recreate what I might have drawn her as so you can check that out too but Lexi the cat she never became much but you know I'll, I remember her as my first fan character, I guess you could say. But because she never really took off, I kind of decided, you know, I, I really realized that, you know, this is serious. I need to, I need to step up my game. I need to find something that's me. To be honest, Lexi was not really me. I tried to make someone that wasn't me, and I realized it was hard. So, I tried to look for inspiration. So, I had been getting Sonic games for my GameCube for a while. So, I grew really attached to the characters in the game. And one of my char favorite characters has always been Knuckles the Echidna. In Sonic 3, I used to believe Knuckles was a girl. I admit, I thought Knuckles was a girl. But, when I found out he was a guy, he still was my favorite. I, I don't know why, but Knuckles always just seemed like... I mean, he was mysterious to me in Sonic 3. Because you don't get to know his character very well. But ever since, I I had, I had thought about it. And I think at, th at that point, I was trying to focus on a look. And, you know, I, I contemplated for a while, you know thinking should my character have spikes should my character have hair you know and for some reason I looked in the mirror and I felt I don't know I looked at my hair and I decided you know I kind of look like an echidna I kind of look like knuckles so I went with dreadlocks and so I had kind of thought you know my character should be an echidna because you know I somewhat resemble one as far as Sonic goes. So I started concocting an echidna character that was somewhat like me and somewhat not like me. Because, you know, I thought having a balance would be easier than trying to do someone totally different. So I started drawing, trying to get a feel for the character. Now, at that point, I was, again, I, ca I kept improving. So, my characters were now not so skinny and not so tall, but they were kind of thick. 
they were very thick and you know I, I it it was how a kid would draw basically so I kind of and then I looked at colors for my echidna because yellow is my favorite color I decided my character would be yellow so I picked a light yellow color because you know she she was supposed to symbolize something good because I wanted my character to be a hero so I picked light colors so she had yellow she had light yellow hair and blue eyes because I've always wanted blue eyes and I decided that she would wear like loose flowy clothing you know and as I saw her I think looking at the character is what gives me an idea that's how I build off of that so I picked the name Heather because I always think of Fields of Heather and I think her clothing also gave that idea off so I had an echidna character named Heather now Heather's personality when I looked at her it, it read off as the pacifist not not like to call though she she was very she was obviously independent and sh and strong-minded and she she fought for what she believed in Heather was you know Heather was strong in her own way so eventually I kind of realized okay now that I have a character what am I gonna do with her so I realized I needed some sort of I need to write something I had to write something one of my first fanfics ever actually second I think I had decided that at the time yes I was putting my characters with Kanan characters don't flame me um, I had Heather with SBL. I picked SBL because I he was one character I knew for sure did not have a love interest. So I had her with SBL and I also figured that he because he's like the ninja like character and he's quiet and tranquil, I kinda thought that that kinda fit with her personality and that they would, you know, hit it off pretty well. So, I actually still have the story somewhere, scrapped somewhere. But, you know, I remember it. It wasn't very good, but I remember it. Um, and after writing that awful fanfic, I kind of I kind of decided, you know, I think I need to give her, you know, a background. I I don't think it was complete without a background. So, I I was drawing up blanks for the most part and and then one day I kind of I I mean I I got the inspiration from an anime that was really dear to me when I was a kid so after watching some Sailor Moon I kind of decided you know Heather's gonna have a Sailor Moon like story so I had originally picked that Heather would live in a town called Floralea Isle, which is, you know, a nice little atoll out in the middle of the ocean. She she was named after the fields of Heather that li that grow on Floralea Isle. Her mother w had died when she was born. She was raised by her father to be a polite young lady, and 
because because Floralea was so peaceful, no no one tend to have you know no one tend to have trouble. So she was very much a pacifist. She did not grow around up around violence, and if she saw any, it really bothered her. So then I decided that you know it's not very interesting. We need a conflict. So I had decided that Eggman would come to Floralea Isle and simply, you know, pose a threat. So, you know, with, with, I'm not, I wasn't quite sure how why Eggman would be there, but I had said something about perhaps a Chaos Emerald being there, or being scattered like they usually are in the Sonic series. So anyways, Eggman, seeing that Heather was an echidna, obviously questioned her first, because, you know, he, he's, he's had tussles with Knuckles, so he believes that all echidnas must know about Chaos Emeralds. So, when he asked her, she acted like, she, she just didn't know, she didn't know what he was talking about, and he took it as she was, you know, trying to make him look stupid. So, with her, with with his attack and ambush on her, she had lack of training, so she was she was no match. And then I decided, you know, because she's not very strong, someone has to, someone heroic has to come in and save her. So I had a mysterious man wearing a mask come in and simply save her from the evil Doctor Eggman. So the masked man, he seemed. He he was supposed to be mysterious, dark hair, dark complexion. He was just, you know, the guy no one knows but everyone's seen. So I had him named Raven, after the bird Raven. So I had I had Heather be kind of interested in him after he saved her, in which she asked his name and all he said was Raven and disappeared. So when she returned home, her father grew worried about, you know, if this threat were to continue to his little girl. So, he he sent her away, f f mainly for her safety. So, he didn't, he didn't want her to leave, but, you know, he did it for her safety. So, he sent her off to live with a relative in Station Square. Even though she was sad to leave home, she decided to, you know, embrace this change because she's an opportunist. She decided to give it a shot and see how she likes it. Station Square was very different from her home in Floralea Isle. It was hard for her to adapt. She eventually grew used to the closely gathered society of the city. And again, I kind of needed, you know, some help getting the story along. So, my best friend, I created a character for her named Haley. Haley was a spunky, wild, fast-talking girl. She was a hedgehog as well. So, she's this loud, spunky girl, pretty much the complete opposite of of Heather. And so, she befriended Haley, and because Haley's sort of a troublemaker, Heather tagged along, and I, I kind of stopped there because I kind of I kind of grew I I had been so excited because I thought I had a really good idea going and then I was stopped because you know 
I realized there wasn't really much I could do with Heather. Because she had no she had no training, um, she had no powers, no way of defending herself. She was kind of pretty much useless. She was the Princess Peach of my fandom. So, I, I tried working with it. I tried fixing her. I tried giving her psychic abilities. Like, I tried giving her telepathy and something else. But, even that wasn't really enough for me. I, I, just, I just didn't see that it was of any use to her or anyone else. So, from that point, I kind of was at a fault. I was trying to decide if I would scrap Heather like I did with the prototype or keep going and try, you know, try different ideas, experiment. So, around 2006, 2007, I came up I, I finally had decided, even though I was trying to improve on Heather, I decided to keep Heather, but make her slightly different. So, I changed her, you know, her loose, flowy, natural clothing, and I gave it, like, you know, I gave her something spy-like. So I gave her, you know, the sleek clothes, perfect for, you know, scaling and, you know, any force of action. So, and... For her look, I decided she did look really innocent with the light colors and the blue eyes. So I ditched the blue eyes and replaced them with brown eyes like mine. And I gave her golden yellow hair. But she had black on the tips. And so I made her look stronger also. Instead of having like the hands behind her back pose and bright-eyed and happy. I kind of had her look stronger and tougher, yet maintain a childlike innocence. So, and with this new design, I decided, you know, I'm going to make her stronger. I'm not going to have her be the weak, you know, the weak princess. So, then I decided she would be physically strong, physically capable of, you know, lifting things, just being, you know, very good at things that involve strength. And lastly, I realized that the name Heather didn't really fit for, you know, such a pretty much tough character. I didn't think Heather fit. So I changed her name to Alex the Echidna. And with that, I needed a new backstory because Heather's wasn't going to work. So I chose that Alex would live a life of royalty and be a young princess. And with her being a princess, I kind of decided that, yeah, she's tough. So I decided, you know, I'm going to make her rebellious. So she rebels against the idea of being a princess. She runs away from her duties to, you know, be normal in society. Because she wants, she, she strived to be, you know, a hero, but was held back by her duties as a princess. And unlike Heather, Alex was ready to fight no matter what, no matter who. And she was rather standoffish. So, and to keep it flowing as something sonic, I had her live in Station Square as a normal civilian. But I had her be rather, you know, she's prone to trouble. So, living in the fast-paced world was a good change. And... 
I think as for her age and stuff, her, she was originally 16 years old. I thought that was a pretty good age. Not too old, not too young. But she's still a rebellious teen. And she lived in a kingdom called Teleandra. And it was supposedly... As, f as far as location, I think I had Teleandria be more, um, I want to say more in the forest, but now I don't remember. So, I've developed a pretty basic story, but not really a detailed one. So, at, the, at around this time, I joined the original TSF with Alex, you know, as sort of my guide. And... You know, meeting everyone on there was kind of helpful because I had posted a story about Alex and, you know, the feedback I got, positive, negative, you know, what would be a good change, what wouldn't change. I found that really helpful. It was inspiring and it kind of helped me build off on Alex some more. So she proved a good character, obviously, to a lot of people. Then in 2008... I I think, yeah, it was still original TSF, and I had made friends with Zora, who's known as Renegade now, and Renegade's fan character is Zora the Smilodon now. She was an echidna. Because Zora and I were so much alike, we were kind of like sisters as it is. So I came up with an idea that perhaps Zora and Alex are related as sisters or cousins. So I pretty much scrapped my my backstory for Alex and we decided to go with Zora's and Zora only had to do a little bit of tweaking to add Alex. And I was really happy because I felt like Alex had, you know, she had somewhere to be and she, you know, she was stable and steady. So as that went on, I, w I was pretty w happy and I didn't want to change Alex very much. I was happy with how she was. I didn't really feel like changing her. And as we both got our characters to fit in, she, she decided to give Zora some change. So she changed Zora from an echidna to a Tasmanian devil. Mostly because she and I like the fan, like the, wow, fan character. I'm sorry, like the Looney Tunes character Taz, the Tasmanian Devil. So, she and I changed, changed our characters, so she became Tasmanian Devil. Alex, I didn't want to drop her echidna. I couldn't do it. So, I had her be a hybrid of Tasmanian Devil and echidna. So, Thus, that is why she's the imaginary hybrid breed Devil Echidna. And so, from 2009 to today, I pretty much kept Alex the Devil Echidna as her title. I revamped her a bit also. Because, because of so much feedback I got from both t original TSFs, I, I kind of felt, you know, that some people had some great, great input and influence on me. So, instead of Alex having, you know, I, instead of Alex, you know, looking the way she did, I added bangs so that she resembled me more. Um, I think it was, I think it was Renegade's boyfriend that had drawn a picture of, of me 
of Alex and Naik together because I was with Naik at the time and he had given Alex gray tips instead of black tips and you know he said that from my from my avatar at the time that Alex looked like she had gray tips I kind of decided I'll just keep the gray I don't know why but I felt like I'd keep the gray it made her different so I switched from black to like a light gray and it suddenly became darker as I went so instead of being you know black and yellow I had black or gray and yellow and as for her as for her clothes Alex has definitely changed as far as fashion originally she wore a headset with like lightning bolt symbol and you know I had that be part of her spy like thing but I didn't see any reason for her to need it or use it so I scrapped that she originally wore jeans and a belt with a tube top with a lightning bolt it was red and then she wore converse I ditched that and I decided she would wear the lightning bolt top and shorts with converse but without but instead of the headset it would be a headband again I decided no she's not a spy I'm gonna get rid of the the lightning bolt and stuff I decided the lightning bolt was a little bit not cliche but like you know it didn't really make sense with her I might have added that because she had lightning powers but I didn't I didn't see that working anymore so I got rid of it so now I have Alex wearing you know her trademark choker some black fingerless gloves because I like those she has like a tube top that looks like it's zipped up and then she has the cargo shorts and the converse I never got rid of the converse because I felt like that really made it, that that helped her to seem more like me as far as personality and stuff and as well as look but I, I think she's come a long way definitely appearance mentality emotions I think she's really changed and I'm I'm glad that she's she's a character I have an easy time working with and so the, her new clothes are actually meant to be you know even though even though she's not a I don't want to say um like because if you notice what she's wearing she's showing her tummy and stuff and you know her legs but she's not it's not meant to seem seductive in any way because that's not how Alex is it's actually meant to be more free to move easy to move in clothing so it's stretchy material, you know, it fits well, you know. I decided that she she needs something that's easy to move in. And so with that, I, I'm really I'm really pleased. And along the way I've met a lot of a lot of people and their fan characters have definitely influenced Alex. Originally I had her with I had her with a guy I had met on this other forum named Midnight the Hedgehog. And he was he was half hedgehog, half demon. And I was we were both pretty young at the time. So Alex was still she was her 
her third phase, which was the spy outfit and stuff. And Midnight was Hedgehog Demon. And I thought that was kind of cool. But, you know, he was very cliche looking. He had the shadow quills, red eyes, you know, and bat wings. It wasn't, it wasn't like, amazing, but it was to me at the time. So, that was technically Alex's first said boyfriend. But her actual real one was Naik the Hedge Fox, who I'd met on TSF, the original. And Naik was a human-turned-animal, so he was like a hybrid, so he's a hedge fox. And he and Alex met sort of on fate, as in Alex seems to be sort of the guardian angel of Naik and he met her while he was traveling or something we, I don't really remember Naik and I don't keep in touch but Alex seemed to she seemed to grow as sort of the guardian angel type and also because of her golden color and stuff she, she comes off as you know sort of even though she is rebellious she still comes off as pure and innocent an angel basically only only fighting back if it's you know if it means something to her and you know once Naik and I lost touch I kind of you know I kind of had Alex break away from Naik because you know I didn't see any further point to keep them together if he and I weren't really together so Alex remained single which you know her her conflict she's conflicted about love because she doesn't believe it but that kind of turned around um when i met union hack he had a fan character of his own named jet but he was some i think he was indirectly related to tails but jet was basically basically a blue tails and I had actually brought up with him that maybe he should come up with a character more of his own. So I helped him create Veros the Wolf. And he and I are really happy with how Veros came out. And because Union and I started going steady, we decided our fan character should. So now Alex sort of has, you know, a partner in crime. So not really crime, but you know what I'm saying. So she has Veros, and I find that Veros is, he's, he's a very good match for her. They're, they're equal to each other. And they also have very similar pasts, so I think as far as that, they share enough, they share enough feelings as far as that, feeling rebellious and breaking free of, you know, not being free from their, their, um, kingdoms. So... Veros and Alex, they're a very good match for each other, I'd say. And he kind of show he's kind of shown to her that there's still hope. I had Alex meet Veros sort of again as fate. And keeping Alex's the whole guardian angel deal. When Veros was injured and Alex discovered him, she rescued him and brought him home, nursed him back to health. And he, he kind of envisioned her as, you know, 
an angel on earth and you know that kind of also helped them form a bond because he felt he felt sworn to protect her he was in her debt and you know because she he because she spared his life and actually you know instead of leaving him to die she brought him in and took care of him he felt sworn to protect her as in you know repaying the favor so Alex she's very well rounded now she she has she has her boyfriend she has her family and I think she fits really well as a character I'm really happy that she went from being sort of Mary Sue-ish to you know being something that she she's realistic she's she's not she's not cliche and you know I'm happy for that I'm glad I didn't give up I'm glad that I had the strength to keep on trying even though it was hard at first it definitely was I'm really happy that Alex is something I can call my own not be ashamed of I'm also really happy that sh I can relate her to me while she's still very different from me so I feel like such a proud mother of my fan character Alex and you know she's she's definitely has room for improvement I'll say that because no character's perfect so and with all the inspiration I've met so far on our new TSF there's likely a chance Alex will probably revamp a little but maybe not much maybe some I haven't decided yet but we'll see I'm really happy though and I, I hope I hope she'll always she'll always be kind of you know she's kind of like she shows she shows my determination and it it makes me feel it, I feel bold when I talk about how I came up with Alex because you know I got a streak of determination and it it helped me to further progress in trying to come up with my own character and I'm glad of the I'm happy with the results I'm really I'm really I'm really just excited and happy because that means I can do more and it shows that because I've progressed so much I can actually make more characters which I have been working on and I actually like helping other people with their characters I know it's hard and you know I can share that experience with others so I hope to help others more on our site because I know some are actually they, they, they do need some some pizzazz and I'd be willing to provide that so I hope you enjoyed my little speech lecture thing about my beloved Alex and if you want to know the basis of how I did come up with her you can check out the evolution of a devil echidna in the fan fiction section of TSF's art section and you know let me know what you think, feedback, whatever. I'd, I'd be willing to hear suggestions. I won't guarantee I'll like them, but I'm, al I'm always willing to hear some suggestions and some options. So, don't be shy. You can tell me anything. Hope you enjoyed the show. See ya.